We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just for that me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right, welcome to an all-new episode of Come On Down the Game Show Podcast, hosted by me, John Baker. And me, Jonathan, the Game Show Podcast co-host, Monty. That's what they call him. All right, welcome to an all-new episode. Today, we're going to be talking about a game show. Mm. Is, this, is that a good game show host voice that I've got going on? That's more DJ-ish. Yeah. Uh. Like the people that try and sound like they're having a normal conversation. Hey, Jonathan, I was at the shopping mall the other day and uh, I, I mm-hmm. saw this girl walking by sure. uh, and I could see her nipple. <laughs> like a horn. That's like exactly a, what a yeah. shitty, yeah, All right, well, a shitty DJ would sound like. How much did they get paid? We don't have a soundboard. I'm working on it. <laughs> Building one. How many more? <laughs> You're going to actually build the soundboard. Yeah. Uh, so far, I've got a soldering iron and three wires. Okay. And so you're just going to solder those together? We'll see what happens. <laughs> so we have one We have one successful noise on the soundboard. Yeah, but that's just my mouth. Oh, okay. Honestly. Uh, all right. Today, we are going to be talking about a game show that we mentioned in a previous episode that is called What's My Line? Not to be confused by whose line is it anyway. Is that what you watched? No. Okay. I did. I mean, it came up in my suggested <laughs> sure. on panel on the side of my YouTube, and I watched a couple of them. Right, obviously. But I watched the correct game show. Okay, well, that's good. But uh, I guess before we fully delve into figuring out what your line is Mm -hmm. we're gonna have a sponsor that's gonna consist of lines for both of us okay all right i've got it pulled up and here's mine Mm. here's my line i upgraded my life recently with the help from a cool new company called enemas of the prostate what's that it's an at-home enema cleansing kit that's shipped straight to your door aren't enemas painful and kind of gross not anymore Enemas of the prostate, the state is all capitalized, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to emphasize. Enemas of the prostate will ship you an easy-to-use kit, and the best part is that each one is themed. What kind of themes do they have? Television and movies was my most recent kit theme. It featured a cool fake goatee, black pork pie hat, and the chemistry enema set. Is this supposed to be like a a Heisenberg thing from Breaking Bad? We might find out in a couple of lines. (laughs) I just had to take a pill the day before my enema, and then my poo turned bright blue and looked exactly like liquid meth. Oh, so it's not a Breaking Bad thing? No. Okay. I filled a cookie sheet with my blue enema liquid, froze it, and then put it into fun plastic bags. It looked exactly like Heisenberg's blue sky. Oh, so it is. Oh. That sounds pretty dang cool. What other enema kits do they have? Uh, Frozen yogurt, backyard sprinkler, Indian war paint, super soaker, Sounds the same as Backyard Sprinkler to me. (laughs) Interior paint, exterior paint, graffiti, and many more. I had no idea enemas could be so fun. Enemas of the prostate. 
Just because it smells like shit doesn't mean it ain't lit. Wow, that's a nice little catchy oh, that's rhyme cool. there. I think the kids will that'll stick with them. I think that's and that isn't that kind of what the NFL was trying to do recently, trying to get the kids interested in the footballs in by NFL's. having Ed Sheeran play before the first game. Would you say that Ed Sheeran is what is most hip with the kids right now or your mom? No, I would think I think kids like Ed Sheeran. Okay. I think women and kids like Ed Sheeran. Did you know that one good Justin Bieber song? With the one that has a screech, screaky dolphin in it? Mm, unfamiliar. Where are you? No, that's the Britney Spears one. Which one is it? Um, no, the one... Um, My mama don't like you and she likes everyone. Mm, kind of. Uh Cause if you like the way you look that much, baby, you okay. should go and love yourself. Love yeah. yourself is what it's called. Got it. Uh, it was written by Ed Sheeran, actually. And he wrote that. Yes. And then Justin. There's Bieber an Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber song called "I Don't Care." I don't know about that one. I just know that Ed Sheeran wrote that one, and then Justin Bieber. Whoa. I've never heard this song before. That's cool. Okay. This is Ed Sheeran singing about how awkward it is to be at famous parties with rich people, I think. Uh, like like Ed Sheeran? Like, no, it's relatable because everybody's been in that situation <laughs> okay, before. Yeah. All right. Today on the show, we've got a lot of Ed Sheeran talk to get through, obviously. <laughs> but also, we've got a lot of talk about a classic game show here. Mm-hmm. Just Another one that a, broke the precipice classic. between black and white and color. It did. Television. It started as a black and white show. Spoiler. It started as a black and white show. Mm-hmm. This is going to have a lot of spoilers in it. So you're going to need to be quick with the finger to to pause or fast forward yeah, through this whole episode. Make sure you've watched every episode of this before we spoil it right. for you by telling you what it's about. We've already kind of spoiled it by saying it was a game show, That's to be honest true. with you. That's true. And I, I do apologize for that. I do too as well. So I've got a secret. Was another what is it? I've got a secret. I don't know. That's uh, because it's in my notes. Sorry, it's referenced (laughs) in my notes about what's my line. Okay, (laughs) so what's my line was a game show on CBS predominantly uh, from 1950 to 67 and then in syndication from 67 to 75. This is a show that had 2196 episodes. Which is kind of a lot of episodes. We're of almost in that year of our Lord. Whoa. We, I think we almost have that many episodes of this podcast. You're right. Either that or 54. We have 30% of what they've completed. I don't think that's close to correct. No, 3%. Yeah, that's probably a lot closer to correct. Yeah. So, like I said, this debuted in 1950 on CBS. It was... We've, I know we've talked about some shows of this era that started out as radio programs mm-hmm. and then converted into television. This was straight and none television. of them suffered ever <laughs> exactly. from the switch and to it, mediums. It was a perfectly smooth transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, this one started as a TV show. Um, I just want to let you know. Okay. Because this is a long time ago and you might think, I wonder if this started as a radio show. No, it didn't. It didn't, okay. I will tell you that in 1953, they made a radio version of it. And it only lasted from May to August. A spinoff of what years, though? See, guys, when you're listening, this is an important lesson. 
What's Understanding and, and reading comprehension are important because you just said between two months and and you made it seem with your inflection and diction that it was in the same year, mm-hmm. but it, it might have not been. Was it, it was. In the same? It was the same. It wasn't yeah. the same. Okay. Yeah. So, That's why I made it seem that way. Yeah. Right. Okay. So but you can't always, you can't always take uh, inflection at sound value you have to sometimes ask the questions yes and i and i thank you for asking that you're welcome it was important to clarify yes that when i said it was a short-lived radio show in 1953 from may to august yeah i meant may to august right may 1953 to august 1953 sure and i just heard the last part of that sentence okay so i needed to make sure uh that you know if other people weren't listening right correct that's that's a good call so um, this show was hosted by a guy named John Charles Daly. Serial killer name. It is, just because it has three? Well, it just, it flows really well, it, um, and it has three, correct. Um, so maybe, I don't know if he's just known as this, like, m- more now, because, like, John, there's a John Daly that's a golfer, mm-hmm. and there's a John Francis Daly who is, like, a... An actor and comedy writer. He's written a lot of stuff that you like, I yeah, would right. say. Um, he was first, he was one of the uh, geeks of Freaks and Geeks fame. Oh, yeah. Francis Daly. He was in that show, he was in that movie about the crazy underbelly and interwoven emotional. Uh, uh, interwoven emotional uh-huh. um, of that movie about restaurants. What? The goat. You remember they play the goat if somebody walks in and they've got their balls and dick oh, hanging out the back oh, of there. Oh, you mean the one with Dane Cook? Correct. The movie with Waiting. Dane Cook? Yes. Um, but uh, but yeah, he's he's a different guy than the It was host. a movie with Ron Reynolds, by the way. With Dane Cook Dane was Show. in it, but... Oh, no, no, wait. This is... Yeah, I'm talking about waiting. Right, yeah. That's Dane the... Dane Cook is definitely in waiting. Is he one of the crazy cooks? Uh, Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah, he's Floyd. I'm glad we clarified that. Um, But he also... He also... Like, I think he wrote, like, Game Night and stuff. Some good movies. Mm-hmm. Anyway. The other John Daly. John Charles Daly, the serial killer, was... A game show host and not a serial killer. Well, he is a missed opportunity. <laughs> it really was. So when I first watched it, I thought this guy's voice is kind of interesting or unique. And I wonder what it is. And then I found out that he was born in South Africa. South Africa. South Africa. Okay. Where they speak with a small mouth. A small, <laughs> small classic small mouth <laughs> South it, African. That's what it sounds like. Um, and in addition to a game show host, he was he was a newsman. He was really maybe even more famous as a newsman. Okay. Maybe even got this job because he was a famous newsman, I would say. Because they had that perfect voice. Yeah, he was... I mentioned this show was on CBS. He was the head of ABC News. And so it was interesting that uh, he was on a CBS game show. Okay. And like at the time, you kind of worked for studios. Like this was back in the day where actors and actresses like... You've got a contract with MGM, and then you only make movies that MGM makes. And if Paramount's making a movie, you're not allowed to be in that movie because you've got a contract with MGM. Mm-hmm. And that was a big thing back in the early days of Hollywood. That's before the people took the power back. Mm-hmm. 
from the man. Mm-hmm. Now the man is just anybody that has a job. <laughs> so you're the man. You're the man. You you the man now, dog. <laughs> you're as the man now, Sean dog. Connery once said, "Rest in peace." So wow, I forgot he was dead. Yeah, I'm sorry to bring that up. I know that spoiler alert. You, you. And you didn't say spoiler, <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert: Sean Connery is dead. So uh, he, he, like I said, he was the head of ABC News. He hosted this show that was on CBS, although he was technically employed by Goodson and Todman, who were the producers of this show. Know them? They've they've done a lot of game shows, and uh, he also would, on occasion, fill in on the Today Show, which was on NBC. So he was concurrently on air on all three of the major United States television networks. That's pretty cool. Because he's a badass, John Daly. Not the golfer. Or the he's writer an or director. Spoiler. <laughs> so, he also... Uh, Liver spoiler. What? Liver spoiler. Liver spoiler. So, John Charles Daly, he was also, interestingly enough, he and this is something, a claim to fame that you can't really have anymore. Mm-hmm. He was the first broadcaster to broadcast the news of the bombing of Pearl Harbor. So that he was the he was the originator of that news for the majority of Americans. Mm-hmm. Now if like a big news story happens, the originator of the news is some guy named like Butthole Liquor XX4 on Twitter. Because he was directly a part of whatever the huge thing was. Yeah, and, and he just tweets it on his instead phone. Instead of calling 911, uh-huh. pulled out Twitter. and Right. Yeah. That's basically how news breaks now. And nobody ever knows. Like, like I bet you then it was emotional. Like, oh, get you, were, you, were you listening to uh, John Daly when, when the news broke at Pearl Harbor? Mm-hmm. Like, that's never going to be a thing now. Like, you're never like, man, did you hear when Lester Holt broke that news? <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about Lester Holt. Yeah. Well, also, news stations are now reporting on what happens on Twitter, so they're not ever the first. That's true. They're just re-reporting what they're just retweeting. They're live retweeting. Said. Yeah. And also FDR's death. He was the first person to report that on the air as well. Because he killed him. He did. He did. What if you were so obsessed with breaking being the first scoop that you were going around? Okay, hold on. Committing. Don't. Don't say this because this sounds like a screenplay that we could write. <laughs> so I, Bertrand, you didn't hear any of this. How do you build a following on Twitter? You, you become the first to report things and also by doing them. Yes. Ooh. You do them so that you can be the first to report them. What's the title of that screenplay? Um, I don't know yet. First? Remember how like you... First, first... with an exclamation point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This sounds like it has to have been a movie that oh, no. I've seen before or has been made before. Oh, no. It's kind of like... Um, Nobody would get the title. Nightcrawler? Like, a... Was that movie kind of like that? I mean, yeah, that was a premise. He was the first on the scene to report things. That's how he got... Right, and he would like kind of well. do things, right? So that he could be the no, first No, he didn't do things. Remember at the very end, he heard that somebody was being like broken into, a house was being broken into, and oh, he yeah. went around and got slow motion feeds of these people dying instead right. of calling 911. That's right. So um, I do think that Jake Gyllenhaal can be in our movie as well then. Okay. But right. he's dressed as the X-Men Nightcrawler. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, so guys, don't steal this movie idea, yeah. please. Unless you want to pay us uh, $2 million? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. $2 million. 
I might have just fucked ourselves. This first. could be a huge, okay, never huge mind. Movie. Uh, we'll negotiate. Okay. So yeah, I don't think he killed FDR. I think that was Hitler or something. Okay. They died the same month, FDR and Hitler. That mm. is. So, it, but not in the same year. <laughs> right. No. 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 See, that's why it's important to ask. 150 the years of. That's why it's important to follow, ask the follow-up questions. <laughs> yes. So the the way this game show worked, what's my line when. The, the title is referencing line of work, to be clear. Yeah, I didn't get to that for clear. an embarrassing amount of time. For seven episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So it was originally going to be called something different. It was originally going to be called Occupation Unknown. Okay. Which sounds a little more... Uh, direct. Well, yes, certainly direct. And but I wonder if they like shied away from it because it sounds a little more like a spy movie or something like that, mm-hmm. or a you know comic about some some spy. Yeah, Operation Unknown. Mm-hmm. It would be like Mission Impossible or something like that. Yeah. So they they changed it from Operation Unknown to What's My Line? Operation or Occupation? Yeah, sorry, Occupation. Okay. Unknown. I don't know why I said. Operation. I was like Operation Unknown sounds a hundred percent. Yeah, because like I, I got way more into the spy <laughs> zone there in my head. So yeah, Occupation Unknown is what it was originally called. Anyway, it ended up being called What's My Line. I wonder if at that time, like in 1950, you that was a, a more common thing to. Ask people, yeah, like what their line was, like, oh, what line are you in? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. It sounds like something that, you know, our parents would say, or maybe our grandparents would say to each other. Yeah. Hey, what's your line? What's what's your line? Uh line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then now it's like where's your line? What's your line? And then you start getting real paranoid that you're on a Truman show type thing because people keep asking you what your line is and you don't know. You you do you ever have you ever had a feeling in your life where you felt like you were in a Truman Show situation? Um, many times. Do you remember one of them that you? Like no, to, not in particular. What about you? Just you? get that weird feeling. Yeah, I think that I more wish than right. have ever felt. Yeah, I think it's more narcissism is the feeling. I guess like I'm so fucking cool and important that this is all about me. Yeah, yeah. I get definitely get the narcissism like bend on it, but also it was a. Yeah, I guess wanting to be in it. I'm just thinking that the actual movie, his life was pretty boring. Like people just watched. To... Yeah, that's true. Well, I, and anytime it has crossed my mind, I think like, well, I fucking hope I'm not because I've done some fucked up <laughs> shit. <laughs> There's some weird like, stuff that I do that people don't know about. But if yeah. they do, uh oh. Yeah. I mean, it would be. I feel like it'd be impossible to keep that from somebody. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, not, it's not true. North Korea does it. <laughs> they just like. North block Korea's off the, the rest of the show. world <laughs> what if that's what it is yeah that's why they can't like let their people know because they're making a great tv show and they're going to show us but only day. people in north korea watch it so wait so, so they, they watch themselves <laughs> like, that guy looks like me yeah uh, i guess we all kind of look the same actors ah yes yeah. okay i agree yeah. i do <laughs> actors do look at the same performers so the game show, what's my line? The it was a one of these celebrity panel guessing shows. Mm-hmm. So there were four celebrity panelists and a regular person, for the most part, mm-hmm. would come on. Um, Condescending of you, but sure, a regular person, mm-hmm. a non-celebrity, non-celebrity, um, would come on the show um, and introduce themselves. In the first five years or so, they would walk on. 
write their name on a chalkboard mm-hmm. and then John Daly would take them to like meet each of the four panelists. They get a kind of up close look at this person and then each of them was able to have a wild guess at this point in time of what this mm. person's job I is. I like that. Uh, they stopped doing that after five years to speed things up a little bit. They removed the introduction And the pacing to the is people. still quite slow. Yes, correct. Um, and they removed the wild guess part. But uh, so the person would sit down. The panelists would take turns asking them yes or no questions. Mm-hmm. Um, if they said yes, that panelist would continue asking questions until they said no. If they said no, it would move on to the next person. And in addition, there was basically a little like um, when you were in gym class or when you were seven years old playing basketball mm-hmm. and they kept score by that little flip over the, card the triangle flip. card thing. Yeah. That was how they would keep score of triangle? this game as well. Well, it was like kind of like shaped like a Oh, triangle I see what you're saying. It's it was like a calendar, those old calendars you would just yeah, flip. Yeah, exactly. You flip it over. So it would triangle, triangular only so Got that it. it could support itself standing up. Sure. So that you flip it over. Um, and it was it would flip over in $5 increments mm. with a... So you get uh, 10 no's before the panel loses and the person wins the maximum $50 because uh, the... Dog shit. The contestant would win as much money as was had been flipped over by the time the panelists guessed their line yeah. of work to be no, just lines there. Yeah. I just wanted to I just wanted to throw that out there. Um and uh John Daly would often say 10 flips and they're a flop meaning they you they have lost. lost uh, you after, have failed after 10. Yes, exactly. And he specifically wanted it to be a $50 maximum prize because it was so little and meaningless. Okay. So he basically said uh, he didn't want the show to be about the prize money at all. He because wanted not it to good. be about having fun, basically. It's a blast. And and goofing, goofs and gaffs and whatever. Mm-hmm. So mentioned there were four panelists on the show they after you know a few episodes they kind of settled into four pretty consistent people that were always those four panelists this was a once a week sunday evening show it aired mm. a sunday at 10 30 nice so that would be 9 30 central pretty late on a sunday night i feel like i but, mean yeah because that would be 10 30 eastern Yes, that's what 10.30 means. That's so crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, th- that's when it would air every every Sunday, basically. Every single Sunday for 17 years. Um, and they kind of settled in to the four main panelists being Dorothy Kilgallen, who was a columnist. Mm-hmm. Because that was something that you could be famous for then and recognizable. Um, Fred Allen, who was a comedian. O- originally, it was Steve Allen, who was a comedian unrelated to fred allen okay and he became the host of the tonight show and then fred allen a different comedian mm-hmm. filled in and became the new guy they should try that for jeopardy just find someone that has, has a the same, the similar same name, name as trebek. To trebek yeah todd trebek 
Oh, you exactly the same. Yeah, I'd be. I mean, Fred Allen and here, Steve Allen. I'm gonna look up Trebek. Other people named Trebek. Uh, actress Arlene Francis. She kind of did a lot of these panel shows. Um, probably not that well known as a performer in movies and stuff. Nope. Uh, more well known as a performer on panelist shows, guessing games on the game shows. And are you okay? What are you okay? I'm fine. And here, here's speaking Matt of, Trebek. Already found. All him. right, perfect. Speaking of. Uh, columnists not being uh household names today what about publisher bennett surf publisher he was a publisher like he owned his own private publishing company he uh co-founded random house for example okay but like wouldn't it be funny today if it was um i don't know celebrity dating game which is a show that's happening right now which we've kind of talked about mm-hmm. And it was like, today on Celebrity Dating Game, Jeff Collins of Harper Collins. Wouldn't that be weird? Nobody, yeah, nobody would, would care. Nobody would care. Nobody would care about that guy. No. Um, but I guess when you were back, like pre-internet, publishers had a lot of power. They're, that was a powerful person because mm-hmm. they decided whether things got out into the world or not. Mm-hmm. Now everything gets out into the world. Every thought that anybody has ever thought for a passing moment mm-hmm. is out in the world for everybody else to see. So I'm technically a publisher. Yeah. Well, maybe like Twitter is a publisher. We're a podcast publisher. We're of yes, I guess we are the publisher of this podcast. Yeah. Technically. I'm gonna change my LinkedIn. With, with the with the help of Squarespace. Who hosts our Thanks, Squarespace. website and our RSS feed that allows this podcast to be out there. So those were kind of the four people, although uh, during the run of the show, both Fred Allen and Dorothy Kilgallen. Wow. What was that? You important? You too important uh, for Google this? wants me to change my password for the internet accounts. Oh, okay. Um, both Fred Allen and Dorothy Kilgallen died mm-hmm. during the run of the show. Spoiler so, alert. What? Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. They are both dead. And they have both been dead for over 60 years. Yeah. So... But but they were the the most common uh, panelists on the show. Those four, and I I watched a couple episodes with all four of them. Suckas on there. Wow, from the from the fifties. Thoughts. Thoughts about them? Mm-hmm. They're all just fine. I thought. Yeah. I thought okay, not bad, not standout, cool. Um, I will say, uh, Fred Allen. I like I said he was a comedian. I had never heard of him prior to God bless you. Thank you. Prior to really diving into this show. But what I learned uh was that so Jack Benny who I had heard of was a famous comedian also. Uh Fred Allen and Jack Benny both had radio shows in the 30s and on one of the episodes of the Fred Allen show he made a joke making fun of Jack Benny mm-hmm. and Jack Benny heard it. And then on his show, he made jokes making fun of Fred Allen. And then they went back and forth like this. And the public thought like, oh, these guys fucking hate each other. Yeah. But they were just comedians, you know, making fun of each other. And they were like really good friends. Yeah. Um, and according to according to Wikipedia, this was the quote, Longest running gag in classic radio. Whoa. End quote. That 
those two hated each other and they would make that a joke and they like at one point had a planned like boxing match at Madison Square Garden or something like that. It oh, that so didn't end up happening. They were the Jake Pauls. They yeah, yeah. I would say yeah. I would say Fred Allen is the Jake Paul of his of era. radio. Of of <laughs> of the classic radio era. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um so this is a game show that TV Guide called the number nine best game show of all time. According to TV Guide. Yeah. I would say just don't publish it. Thank you, but no thank you. <laughs> TV Guide. We would like to be uh, disqualified from your weird list. Well, how many? How long was the list? 10? 50. Top 50. It was number nine. Um, so... So we're officially doing shows that are out of the top 50 in TV Guide's best 50 shows. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Okay. Well, also, I don't know if TV Guide is counting other shows outside of Elevator? America. And we're using... Do you think Elevator... Elevator was number one. Elevator <laughs> was number one? one. Wow. TV Guide's best 50 uh, game shows. So the things that I noted about the show were the... Uh, well, there were like three to four contestants every episode. There was also a celebrity mm-hmm. every episode in which all the contestants would blindfold themselves so that they wouldn't see the celebrity as they came on the show and the mm-hmm. celebrity would often try and disguise their voice yeah. and be very brief in their like a lot of the regular contestants would be like um do, is this something that you do with your hands and they'd be like um no not not usually no it's not not specifically something you do with your hands but if it was a celebrity, they're like, "Do you do something with your hands?" They go, "No." Yeah, and you're like Robin Williams, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, so they would they would be much briefer in their yeses and nos and try and do it in a silly voice or something along those lines to disguise themselves. Look, it worked. And <clears throat> every single episode had a celebrity guest. Mm-hmm. Every single one from the beginning, uh, which was kind of interesting. And they would. What I'm told. Who told you this? Fred Allen. Um, From the grave. Yes. Is that there were a good handful of times where, like if this show is filming in New York, that the panelists would know like, oh, this touring show with this celebrity is in New York right now. Or I know this person is going to be on the Tonight Show tomorrow night, so they're probably around or whatever. So they would sometimes have a pretty good idea of like what famous person is already in the area, yeah, maybe. Not fair. So they would try and uh, drag it along to give the person more screen time by mm. like not guessing, maybe specifically right away. Yeah. Um, but that I guess that was always a big. A big hit when the when the celebrity showed up. People love celebrities. <clears throat> the weird thing about this show that I found was even with the celebrities, but with certainly with every other contestant, uh, and this certainly differed from something like I've Got a Secret, which came a few years later. So maybe I've Got a Secret kind of decided to maybe perfect some of the things they saw yeah. in this show, was... The person would come on and their thing would be, um, I whittle figures of revolutionary war combatants. Right, exactly. And 
they would finally get to the point where they're like, oh, and his secret was he whittles figures of revolutionary war heroes. All right, thank you. And then they'd leave. There would be no like explanation, <laughs> no like why I do this, how I why I started doing this, mm-hmm. how I got into it. Yeah, this is something that runs in my family. We've passed it down throughout the years or something like that. Right. It would literally just be like, all right, that's his thing. Thank you. See you. And they were gone. Like before the camera got back to the little podium that um, the con- contestant and John Daly sat at, they were just gone. They were out of there. And I thought that was a little weird how quickly they rush them out there and they don't get to like interact with the celebrity panelists yeah. at all after the strict guessing portion of the game is over. I thought it was a little weird that the panelists introduced the other panelists when they came onto the show. Yeah, so that was a very unique thing about it. So the the announcer of the show introduces the show and then he introduced the panelists sitting on the far... This is all like narration. Right. Sitting on our far left as the audience, I guess the far right of the panel table from their perspective. And then, so they would say, oh, noted columnist Dorothy Kilgallen. And then Dorothy Kilgallen would say, and sitting to my left, blah, 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 blah. And that person would come out. And then we'd go down the line. And then the last panelist would then introduce the host. Yes. For some reason. Yes. And so that was usually um, Bennett Cerf. He was usually the far, from their perspective, far left, from our perspective, far right panelist who would introduce the host. And over time, he uh, would do make fun of John Daly a lot in his introduction of him. <laughs> yes. What? Why are you laughing? That would make fun of him in his oh, introduction. Did you like that? So, yeah, that was that was a unique aspect of, of the way it worked. Also, the celebrity portion of it wasn't always the last person on there either. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes they, they would have a celebrity the and then they'd be like, oh, off. we've got a couple minutes left or something. I, because this show was done live for the vast majority of the time. So they would really have to adjust in their half hour period. Um how quickly to introduce people and things like that when they mm-hmm. brought them on because they would be running out of time and things like that. There's no editing uh, to to go back and correct things. <clears throat> and this was also a show that was presented by sponsors. There were no traditional commercial breaks in this show. We've kind of talked about shows that have you know the the sponsor integrated into the Baked show right into it. This was definitely one of those that there were no traditional commercial breaks at all the entire thing was in studio and they would maybe have a weird like studio set of actors using a product for the quote-unquote commercial breaker or whatever it is <clears throat> so i like i i noted um i watched an an episode sponsored by um remington rand and I don't know, I, I assume many, many episodes were sponsored by Remington them. Rand. Yeah, so they, I, I guess most notably, made typewriters. And there was one break in the middle where they were promoting their, like, whisper quiet typewriter. And, or quiet writer, maybe that's what it was called. And they had a woman talking and she said... uh you know, students perform 38% better 
when working on a typewriter. And then she said, this is the exact quote that she mm-hmm. said, because I had to write this down. Okay. Now that's a fact proved by tests. <laughs> Makes me think it's not Now proved. that's a fact proved by tests. Speaking of weird things that people say, uh-huh. I wrote down a quote as well. Oh, good. Was this by a panelist? A by contestant? a panelist. Okay. They were... They had just introduced the individual and said, you know, let's begin the game. Start asking your questions. First uh-huh. guy started asking questions. Next, it got to Anita Gillette. Okay. And she the said... The best a panelist can get. Correct. And she said... Also something you say uh, when you you need to shave. Anita Gillette. Anita Gillette, right. Um, that's, yeah, that's the best one. I'm not going to top that. Thank you. And so... She said, I have to disqualify myself for reasons I'll explain later. Did she? She she did. Okay. She said she had gone into the wrong entrance and heard one of the stagehands or producers, whatever, say, oh, you must be the guy that, and he's piloted uh, riverboats. Okay. And so she, she was just like, didn't play that whole round, which was strange to me. Because, like, this must have happened, what, the second that she was going on stage? Right. She couldn't have told somebody, like, oh, hey, I just heard you introduce this guy. I can't play this game. Well, so that was a thing that they did from time to time. People would recuse themselves. Yeah. Basically. And, like, there was an episode I watched where, so they they all had to blindfold themselves for a non-celebrity because this guy was a uh, queen. Ugly. Yeah, exactly. Was a, was a Queen's guard or Scots guard at Buckingham Palace. Okay. So he was he had the big furry bear hat oh. thing. And <laughs> you know how they look. Right. That's where they uh, keep their lunch. They kind of look like the, you know, the O-E-O from Wizard of Oz. You know, same sort of same sort of people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um so the guy came on, they all blindfolded themselves, and they were going down the line asking their questions and everything. And about halfway through, Arlene Francis was like, oh, I'm pretty sure I know who it is. I'm going to recuse myself for the rest of this. (laughs) And then she was like, can I take off my blindfold to see if I'm right? And they said yes. And then she took off her blindfold and she was like, I was right. And I was like, you don't know this guy. I don't understand. Like, just because so you think strange. you figured it out doesn't mean you have to recuse yourself. That's the point of the game is you guess what they are. Like, <laughs> I would just always do that because I'd be like, I was right. Yeah. I was going to guess right. <laughs> there's no way she specifically knew this guy. I would find that highly unlikely. Right. Um, But yeah, there were, there were some weird recusals and and things like that that went on. Uh, yeah, as I mentioned, even the celebrities, like they weren't necessarily promoting anything. It was like, they're like, oh, is this Joe DiMaggio? And is like, yep. Oh, you got me. Oh, all right. See ya. And, and that was it. Everybody, was like, everybody knows who this guy is. Like, wow. They got Joe DiMaggio here just for that. Uh, <laughs> I also found it kind of interesting that, um, like Arlene Francis, she, whatever she's a famous actress on this panel whatever um and when joe dimaggio was there and they were quizzing him she was the one who ended up guessing it and she was like she's like were you um uh an outfielder for the new york yankees who's 
now in the Hall of Fame, whatever, like mm-hmm. that. And so she obviously knew who it was. And I kind of thought, like, if you had a famous actress on a show like this now and Mike Trout was the celebrity, like, would they have any idea who Mike Trout is or what position he plays? No. Like, I don't think so. I was like, I was, I, I just found it interesting that, like, a quote unquote regular person that you wouldn't peg as, like, a sports fan or whatever, like, yeah, knows what position Joe DiMaggio plays for the Yankees. I think baseball in general is just, yeah, it was much, it was certainly much, don't much like, bigger than, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I also feel like that, that, I guess that was maybe sports in general or just what, I guess whatever was on TV, we've talked about this before, was the biggest thing in the world because you had three choices to watch <laughs> yeah. on TV yeah. at any given point in time. Um, So yeah, Joe DiMaggio was on it. They figured it out. That's crazy that you can like have a television show or sell it to Netflix and it just be buried in their catalog of stuff and nobody would might ever watch it ever if if a television show is on netflix and nobody watches it does it even exist or can can, can you it, hear does it make a sound does it make does it yeah no i don't think it does make a sound does it make an impact on the society at large so this there's something i found very interesting about this show and i don't know if this is 100 percent a fact but i believe it's a fact based on me making it up is it a reventine uh, Rand fact? and it's been proved by tests okay so I mentioned the show was on uh, CBS from 1950 to 67, hosted by John Charles Daly. It was then went into syndication from 67 to 75. It, ca- it became more of a daytime show at that point. I think there were 800-something episodes of the CBS run and then 1,300 in syndication over the next seven or eight years. So it was more, it was more of, a, of a daily afternoon show. Yeah, And, and I think Arlene Francis was like, the only consistent holdover. And I think sometimes Bennett Surf would be on there. Um, but Arlene Francis and I believe um, comedian Soupy Sales. Yeah, his name was, was Soupy. Was uh, the other, uh, along with Arlene Francis, like regular panelist on the yeah. syndicated version. And the there were two different hosts over the run of the syndicated version. Wally Bruner hosted for a few years and then Larry Bryden took over and then he died in a car accident right after it ended spoiler alert uh spoiler alert for larry bryden's wife if i'm breaking the news to you right now she found out on this podcast that her husband <laughs> yeah, that, died that her husband died in a car accident in 1975 she thought he had just been lost forever yeah exactly so um like i said 2196 episodes overall from 1950 to 1975 sure. on u.s television basically uninterrupted because once it went off air it went into syndication very shortly after yeah there has not been a single u.s revival of this show for any network in the 46 years since then because nobody cares about what you do i guess but unless you have a super sexy awesome job sure but it's just crazy that TV Guide called this the number nine best game show of all time. Again, they're still trying to get that wiped. It ran for 2,196 episodes for 25 years straight. And there's like the Game Show Network or any of these other things that are just trying to get something to fill up TV blocks have never even done a one-off special or anything of this show in the almost 50 years since the syndicated version went off air. Like that's just... 
kind of crazy to me. All these other shows, like we're talking about fucking Groucho Marx show getting a revival on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, and that is him the just truth. asking questions about, right? Isn't that, he was asking questions about people trying to figure out. Yeah. About them. Yeah. So, but this is like, to tell the truth, there's a, there's a modern day version. that's kind of of the same era to tell the truth came out maybe five or six years later. Yeah. Uh, but it's just crazy that, of all the game show revivals that we always talk about, there are no revivals to talk about for this one. That was it. It went off the air, and they laid it to rest. They buried it in the ground, and you ain't digging it back up until probably a few years from now when they realize they're out of new well, ideas again and need something from the past. It's probably for the best. Influencer. It, Everybody's an influencer. Ooh, what's version. my... What do I influence? What do I influence? Like fat chicks, And everybody's or, people. Oh, yeah. You want to be more specific. <laughs> people. People. <laughs> Animals? <laughs> because it's a dog, that contestant. Oh, man. I How would you make this game sexier, though? I guess that's a good one. Influencer. Bring it into the more digital age. Um, ooh. What was my crime? Ooh, what's my crime instead what's of my what's my line? Crime. What's my crime? This is a good idea. And you have to... What's bigger than true crime? Nothing. What's bigger than this game show? Only eight other game shows, according to TV Guide. Mm. So if we combine them, that's at least a top four game show of all time, probably. Holy shit. What's my crime? I think you accidentally stumbled onto something. What do you mean accidentally? I used my brain and I said... I think you just tried to figure out what kind of rhymes with line. Well, that's... You have to have the revival sound like the original. You can't yeah. just say a new Fair. totally thing. Fair enough. Think about it. Okay, and what what else could we we could do? Um, for that we could still do the celebrity, and would have we could have either an impersonator or an AI. Uh, what's that thing? The um, it does like the digital animation of it. They did it for Jack Michael Jackson. Oh, a hologram. A hologram of like uh, John Wayne Gacy. And you have to ask him questions and the hologram has to answer. like <laughs> Because he's dead or whatever? Yeah. Usually like a recreation, like reanimation of him. Right. But wouldn't people know John Wayne Gacy? Like, I, I feel like you can't have people that yeah. famous, right? Oh, I guess if you're blindfolded. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, but yeah. who's answering the questions? On yeah, a, a reanimated. Oh, joke. but like, but I mean, practically. Yeah. I mean, we'll figure it out in post. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> It's funny because yesterday, my lovely wife mm-hmm. was telling me about a commercial she saw for a new singing competition coming out. Thank God. Um, because there aren't enough. The, that's one thing I've always said is there aren't enough singing competitions mm-hmm. on TV. So you know there's the masked singer. Sure. I believe you've watched that in the mm-hmm. past. There, There's a new one coming out. I believe she said it was called Alter Ego. Okay. And what this is, is there are singers performing for the judges... But the singers are backstage. Okay. And they're wearing mocap suits. And there is a digital version of them projected on the stage for the judges. Okay. And it's their alter ego performing instead of them. But it's their voice and all of their motions and everything like that. And you get to a certain point where you just go... Why? Excuse me? Why? Yeah. I don't understand. That's what the people want. They want to see judges that are tricked guessing things. So it's like 
that what was the alter ego of <laughs> that really famous country singer that nobody talks about because it was really bad? The wait, say that again. The alter ego of that. Oh, uh, Garth Brooks, Chris Gaines. <laughs> yeah. So it's the Chris Gaines show. This is the Chris Gaines show. So I guess these people are. No, they're just regular people, from what I can tell. Is the other weird part. It's not like oh, so, so. That is so weird, the masked then. singer. It's celebrities, yeah. right? That's the whole thing. Oh, what's what celebrity? Oh my God, it's Howie Mandel. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Hilarious. He's a frog. Yeah. This. Appears to just be regular people, and it's being judged by Alanis Morissette, uh-huh. Grimes, who, um, Elon Musk's wife or girlfriend or something, oh. who's a singer, Nick Lachey, and Will I Am. Of course, Will I Am is going to be involved in something like this. By the way, that is the least surprising part These of this. Panels are so. Random. And hosted by somebody called Roski Diaz. And I don't want to gender that person because I have no fucking clue. Okay. Roxy Diaz. It's spelled R-O-C-S-I. And I don't like oh. that. Uh, but the contestants are Anthony Flamia, Chase Paget, Danielle Satani, Dashara Bridges. Those are all fake people. Or those are all not relevant people as far as I can tell. Okay. And they have... And then they have the name of their alter egos, like Isra Darwich's alter ego is named Night Journey. (laughs) Kalea Ayelet's alter ego is named The Dawn Majesty. What is the fucking point of this? I think what's just, the point? Is that a game show that we can do? What's the what's point? the point? Ooh. And we just have other dumb shit, and we say, "What's the point?" And it's a debate, and you have to debate on what the point of this thing is. Uh, yeah, it's real dumb, real, real, real dumb looking, and it's on Fox. I would rather watch What's My Crime. Everybody listening to this would rather watch What's My Crime. And everybody out there that's not listening to this would rather watch What's My Crime because it's a fucking badass idea for a game show. Let's do it. Did you strangle anybody? Was this a white-collar crime or a blue-collar crime? Like All sorts. we got all sorts of options. Um, And maybe we can find some And there are all different types of ways to break the law. So maybe it's not specifically what they were charged with, but what they did exactly. That way it's a little more... Yeah. It's harder to guess. Yeah, I agree. It has to be a very specific crime. Not just breaking and entering. It's like, you. where did you break and enter? You know? But what if we start to see there are actually trends that align with the stereotypes as the contestants come on the show? Like, every time a woman comes on, it's like, she strangled her kids. <laughs> I mean, then that would probably just help you in your guessing, and that's, that's fair. <laughs> that's, uh, that's why the game fails, because it's just like, damn, this these people keep doing the same shit. Yeah. So, uh, there's something that came out of this show, What's My Line, mm-hmm. that I, I believe got used in, in the pop culture. Like, to tell the truth, we talk about, will the real blank please stand up? Yeah. That became Eminem. a part of the pop culture. Um, there's, so, when Steve Allen was one of the regular panelists on this show, there, there was somebody on uh, who built something or made something, and Steve Allen asked... Is it bigger than a bread box? And I guess that was a more common thing to have in your kitchen back in the day was was a bread box. Mm-hmm. And 
that just became a thing that he would ask for anybody that made something. Is it bigger than a bread box? Yeah. And then he left the show and then other people would continue the line of, is it bigger than a bread box? It's a funny question. And that kind of became a thing in culture of if you're describing the size of something, mm-hmm. people would ask, is it bigger than a bread box? Yeah. Were bread boxes all about the same size? I, be- I mean, yeah, it's got to be able to a bit bigger than a loaf of bread, you know? Oh, yeah. Ooh, these are cool. Oh, I've seen these. Yeah, before. it's got. It's like the little wooden thing, and it's kind of yeah. comes down in a little arch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Keep your bread from getting forty dollars. Should we get one at Wayfair? Should we get one and put it on the desk with the with our buzzers? It's it a bread box. It has a lot of good reviews. Let me read oh. one of these reviews. Okay. <laughs> nice size, five stars. Nice size. It even holds soft taco shells, medium to large size. Opens and closes nicely. Keeps your bread fresher longer. Is it bigger than a bread box? No, this is a bread box. Oh, okay. Funny enough that you say that because on an episode, presumably after this became a thing, one of the contestants was a bread box maker. (laughs) That's funny. And so they asked, is it bigger than a bread box? And uh, John Daly started laughing and then they guess like, oh, do you make red boxes? <laughs> uh, so, so they got that one. So, the what I, I I know you're you're big on the money. I know we said the uh, the prize here ain't ain't much. It's no. pretty small potatoes. It's it's yeah. It's I wouldn't even say it's a potato. It's the size of a pea. It's small peas. Okay, small peas. So, the the interesting thing I noted here and. Also interesting because you talked about whose line is it anyway earlier. One of the things that Drew Carey would often say on whose line is it anyway is uh, the rules are made up and the points don't matter. Yeah. And that's also how I felt about this show because like I watched an entire episode. Congrats. Thank you. In which not once did they get to 10 no's or guess the correct answer. And at ran and at random point, John Daly would just go, "All right, you're not going to get it," and just flip over every single one and say what their thing was, <laughs> or we're running out of time, and just flip over the thing and say whatever their line of work was. Yeah. So it was just complete. Like there's no stakes. Like, yeah, it was like it was like because he would always say, "Our right, one down, nine left." When they would get a no or whatever, yeah. two down, eight left, and then they would be at four down, and he'd be like, "Nah," and just flip them all over, and everybody won. Even though none of them won by the rules of the game. Because, again, that didn't matter. Right. Um, it's like an improv show where you're like, this isn't working. I'm going to wipe the scene by yeah, running across exactly. the stage. So I bet it. Um, and interestingly enough, he but he also, at the same time, was very formal. Like he uh, would always call them Mr. Allen, Mrs. Francis. We got to get back to that. It was it was never Arlene, whatever, and and he was very resistant to changing things like that. And they they always all like wore like ball gowns and suits with bow ties. Yeah, and but that was just a culture at that time. It was, but they also were like the producers were like, hey, I think we could appeal this more to younger people if we like relax some of this stuff. Yeah. And John Daly was like, nope, this is this is the way we're doing it. We're not John Daly knew young people don't give a shit about the show. <laughs> We're doing my way. This isn't or about the crime. Way. This isn't about crime. Young people aren't going to care. So he, uh, but once it became syndicated, the the dress 
Uh, they CGI'd everybody's clothes off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's just naked panelists. Yeah, because that's time. what the young people want to watch. <laughs> uh, the perverts. The dress became less fancy, and uh, the they would refer to people by their first names and things like that. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, also, you'll find this interesting. Yeah, We're right. Talking talking more about the money. Is it a spoiler? Money, money. Spoiler alert. Okay. The so guest panelists. I learned. And obviously the four main ones that we're talking about probably were on annual contracts and things like that. But guest panelists mm-hmm. were given a $750 appearance fee. $750 in today dollars. Wait, well, this was in what years? This was in the 50s. 750 I was like five grand? Eight grand. Damn. So for one half hour of work, they were getting eight grand. The regular That's panelists... Probably making more than that because they're on regular contracts and they want to keep these people around. Yeah. And these people, they were doing 50 shows a year at eight grand each for a half hour every Sunday night. These panelists were making bang. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. For guessing people's jobs. So think And not even very well. Not almost never guessing. Didn't even jobs. need to be successful. I mean, the jobs were often quite specific and ridiculous. Sure. Like hat check girl at a nightclub or things like that. Man, I wish we had that. Which How was on many awesome episodes. would that be? That was the very first person was hat check girl. Why don't we bring that back? I don't want to hold on to my raincoat the entire time. People don't wear hats really anymore. Well, let's do it for coat check. Places have coat check. When have you been to a place that has a coat check? Uh, I went to a show in New York that had a coat check. I think so. One time in your life, your entire a life, few times you experienced I've a coat check situation. It. A few times. We don't live in a place where you have coats. Okay, it's Texas. I think it's a great idea, and I think you right. should bring it back. We'll bring it back just so they can be on What's My Line, and they can steal your coat and then be on What's My Crime. <laughs> yeah. Damn. That's. I think I think that'll work. I'm gonna give that five buzzers. So is our make it is our cumulative make it better? What's my crime? Yes. Is that is absolutely. that how we're doing a make it better for this? Cumulative show? in the are... sense that I said it and you are here also, so you can take credit for it, I <laughs> uh-huh. guess. But yep. yes. Fifty fifty. Everything we do. Sixty <laughs> forty, sure. my way. Uh and why is that? What? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Okay. It's just in the contract. Sure. I'm sorry, what? There was a contract. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you have me signed every time before we do these podcasts? Uh-huh. Jesus, I should read that. Yeah. So yeah, this, I mean that, that's that's my long that's the longest running gag in classic podcasts. <laughs> so having you sign that release because I'm slowly signing away any rights to yeah, this. Exactly. Um, but yeah, what's my crime? I think is the way to go to make this better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can still be that the rules are made up and the points don't matter because who cares? about that aspect of it i want to know but, who this person killed and that the funny thing about that is you'll have some real some like rapists on there yeah. like rape i think that should just be the first guess every time is it rape and did what, you rape did you <laughs> did you rape did you rape but it has to be they have to say specifically what did they rape and how right well not how but what yeah um all right what would you give this on a buzzer scale of one, one to five, five. buzzers I just a two. Yeah, I was gonna give it a two. Also, it's just it's a show, and it, you know, was made. Yeah, I mean, when we compare this to uh, 
I've Got a Secret and To Tell the Truth, which are contemporary game shows that I think one of them came out in 52 and one in 55 or something like that. So a couple years after this, they both had a little something extra to them that this doesn't really have. Like Mm -hmm. tell the truth. It had the three panelists and two of them are lying. Like there's something fun and cool about that. There's a little hook to that. Yeah. Um, I've got a secret. You learn, you, you interact with the person at the end, you learn more about their secret. You get kind of a little in-depth look at what this thing is all about. There would be, performances of you know if they're a world-class juggler they do their juggling whatever things like that yeah this had none of that like i said it was like i'm a bread box maker i'm gone i'm a hat check girl (laughs) i'm gone uh it was so that took a little bit of the interest and intrigue away from it for me yeah because it's just just, people guessing it's just getting it to uh kind of just on the back of it being a long-term long-running popular show that made some impact on the culture of the time and it was the very first show to ever air on the game show network as we learned in our game show network episode a month ago that was pretty cool i mean honestly respect for being able to do such a boring thing for so long and making so many people rich off of it yeah 2196 episodes of guessing people's jobs and often very, very specific jobs. I have another make it better. Oh, okay. It's called What Do I Do? And it's people that bring on pictures of their shit and you have to guess what they ate. Then why is it called What Do I Do? Because you changed what you were coming up with in the middle of talking about it? Is that why? <laughs> no. It's no. like, what do I do? Is Because like, that's more of a... That's how we ask each other nowadays. Right. You say, what do you do? Yeah. And then you guess what that person ate? <laughs> because of, based on their poop. <laughs> <laughs> so do is spelled with two Correct. O's. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the only way it's... Any remotely similar to what's my line is that it sounds like you're asking the person <laughs> what do they do for a living. Okay, I got it. I'm following now. All right, that has been what's my line. With Spoiler food. alert: It's always food. The answer is always food. Food. Oh, so so all you have to what did I eat? <laughs> food, and that's good enough. And let's get the next person. <laughs> all right. On. Next up, write your name on the chalkboard over here. <laughs> that's the longest part of the show is them writing their name. In on the cursive, chalkboard. which is. I could do it. Hardly legible. I could do it. I could write my name in cursive because I have to sign things. So the kids just don't know how to write cursive now. I bet you they know how to write their names in cursive. Why? Because you have to. You have to. For a signature? Sign check. So is there a signature? You have to sign checks. That's why kids <laughs> nowadays know how to write their names. You have to sign contracts. Oh, you said Leases. checks. That's all digital now. Yeah, but don't you like? I guess not now. When I bought a home, when I e-sign stuff, a lot of times, like it's, I have my like signature saved that I like made on my iPad one time or something. Yeah, I just Uh, choose the default VeriSign or whatever, or DocuSign. DocuSign, that's what I mean. Anyway, this has been an episode of Come On Down the Game Show podcast. You can check us out on Instagram Mm. at Come On Down Show. Email us at Come On Down Show at gmail.com if you know any producers email us, email and, us pictures of your poop and we'll send you an email back <laughs> that of, says food this <laughs> that says food it'll be a fun game that we can do if you uh, know any producers that can get what's my crime made i mean that we are very interested in hosting that because 60, we came up 40, with it 
Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> 60 40 host. And uh, yeah, until next time, we will see you guys next time. See you on the crime. See you. See you next time for What's My Crime.